This is the Firearm Trainers Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2, published on March 14th, 2002. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and our topic today is living an armed lifestyle. Our podcast is part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites, the best site in any light and made here in the great USA. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. If you are a certified instructor, then you can apply for FTA coverage. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by NAG Tactical. As instructors, our students are always asking us what gear we use. I always tell them I use NAG Tactical. Do you know that NAG Tactical offers several designs? each with extreme comfort for all-day carry. The Revenant and Professional Holsters have a patented tuckable design, adjustable cant, and secure twist release. My personal favorite is the K01. It is an all-Kydex appendix holster that I can carry all day in comfort. All of N8's holsters come with a two-week try guarantee and a lifetime warranty even on the clip. Remember to check out their Flex Mag Carrier also. It has a three-layer comfort backer and will accommodate several sizes of the magazines. Shop at n8tactical.com to find your next holster. That's the letter N, the number eight, tactical.com. We bring you this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fireman instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Trampus Swanson from Swanson Media Group. Welcome, Trampus. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you for the invite. I really enjoyed uh, being invited to come on and, and talk with you. We're very honored to have you on. Um, got a very interesting topic today, which I think all our listeners will like. But before we jump into that, can you give our listeners a little bit of your background and what you do in the firearm industry? Uh, yeah, so I'm a USCCA and NRA in tra- uh, instructor and training counselor. Uh, I'm the founder and head instructor for the Swanson Training Group, as well as uh, my second company, the Swanson Media Group. So I write for different magazines in the industry, and we've just on the heels of launching our, our first magazine for ourselves called the Arm Lifestyle Magazine in conjunction with Caliber Publications. Uh, come to the industry, basically, uh, my dad was kind of in the industry. I grew up shooting since I was four. I became a um, law enforcement officer at 22. I did 12 years of that with 11 being a SWAT sniper and working narcotics and whatnot and was able to retire and. 2000 was 2011 January 20th and became a civilian instructor and fell in love with teaching all over again well that's uh really neat you've definitely got a broad background there to say the least and it sounds like you got even a little legacy with your uh, dad being in the industry too so really cool what is uh the Swanson Media Group all about because I heard this you know a couple months ago during shot show <laughs> and then I started seeing some other stuff coming along and then I see you, you've got armed lifestyle coming out and I think everybody's kind of, you know, if they don't know who you are, haven't reached out to you already, probably are asking what is Swanson Media Group and what do they focus on? Uh, when After I retired, I was working on guns and whatnot uh, back in the early days of Cerakote and Duracote and whatnot. And just I had a little website for, for upgrading guns and painting them or whatever. And I started a blog. And about three months into the blog and just talking about my journey from the law enforcement training into civilian stuff, because I was freshly retired 
Uh, I had somebody reach out and say, I really like your thoughts and what you have to say about the industry and what you're seeing is missing from your background into what's going on. And I had an opportunity to write for 22 Shooter Magazine, which was a print magazine out of the UK and distributed all over the United States and Barnes and Noble Books a Million. And probably the most fun I've ever had as a writer. One, I spent about three years just figuring out how to be a writer under some great mentorship from um, the magazine's uh, main editor, Bill Price Thomas, who was former British military and into the big airsoft world. Uh, he was the head of Airsoft Action, which is the largest airsoft magazine in the world. They call it six millimeter training, where they actually do real training like you and I do, uh, but on the six millimeter platform of airsoft uh, due to their their international restrictions. And we got so popular with 22 Shooter Magazine because regardless of who you were, like competition shooters or high-end like uh, tactical guys I would reach out to in the interview, everybody had 22 and everybody loved shooting them. And so we got bought out by Raider Magazine, which was kind of a, a big boy type magazine for private contracting, military stuff like that. It was an international magazine. And I got a lot of recognition and started writing for other publications and providing content and even some video, which I'm not an actor, um, <laughs> barely a writer, right? Um, so it, the, the magazine, I was able to create opportunities for my friends who were also in the industry that were way better certified than me to be able to work together with people I wanted to work with. Um, and so we just had to put a title on it and we brought it into an already existing LLC and started Swanson Media Group. And it gave my dad a chance to, to, to go out and hunt and, and share his hunts and his experiences with people and get him sponsorship like Bull Gator Camo. So, you know, when I was growing up, a, a good sign of success of how you're doing in life for us was that you're, when you went hunting, your camouflage matched. Before then, it was all like during the struggling years, it was, you know, woodland camo on, on the bottom from surplus. And then you got your Walmart, you know, like real tree or whatever. So it was mm -hmm. all mismatched. And when we finally were doing good in life, all of it started matching and we started looking as good as, you know, as, uh, as some of the big time guys you would see in the other magazines. And so Swanson Media Group really just became an opportunity to be able to put together some really good stuff out there that we weren't seeing in the industry, have fun with it, uh, get a good excuse to go to the SHOT Show and meet other people and, and, and be able to spend time learning a lot more. And really just, it was my opportunity to be able to make those connections and find out more about both the industry and what goes on behind it and the people that I see every day in the magazines or online and whatnot and be able to find out and pick their brain. It's like, I got to meet these people because they're way smarter than I am and, and be able to pick their brain about how they did this and what goes on behind the scenes. So really the media group went hand in hand with our Swanson training group. And then later um, I needed to find a, a way to exist even when during the downtime when, you know, the training industry is not that great sometimes, you know, we have downtimes. Mm -hmm. uh, media group same way you know sometimes you're just the publications shrink during covid a lot of publications folded right 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we bought out a, a struggling company uh, that makes challenge coins and pins and uh, and patches uh, called the Legacy Coin Company. And we were able to keep all three in the same circles of the people I wanted to work with, um, but yet be able to stand alone if one industry is down and the other one's up. So kind of my second life. I was retired. What now? Now I work more, but it's I work with the people I want to work with and get to name my own hours, which we call sun up and sundown. <laughs> yeah, when you're uh, small companies t- tend to have those same kind of hours, sun up to sundown. You know, the the boss is a slave driver, and then my uh, my office staff is five and seven years old. So, yeah, they can they can make for some interesting uh, water cooler discussions, right? <laughs> Exactly. They're doing good right now. They're in there with their mom. So, uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of it was driven by 10 years ago, um, bringing well-armed woman, uh, not-for-profit organization, uh, to Florida and be able to surround ourselves with teaching ladies that are coming to the firearms industry from all different directions. My wife had a big passion about that. And, uh, now we're at, she's the state leader and, we're at about 800 ladies here in Florida. So I'm, I'm, I'm constantly learning every day on all aspects of what we do. Well, that's a really, really kind of cool. Well, one of the things that we talked about before, um, it caught my attention was you've got a new publication coming out called armed lifestyle and, uh, yes. what's that about? And, and what's your tar- target audience for that? Okay. So, well, one, obviously, it's not going to be your everyday gun magazine, right? Um, I've been writing for almost 10 years now for magazines where you open them up and here's a $3,000 1911, a $4,000 AR-15. You know, these type of things, they're more fantasy than reality in some of them. And like I said, my wife surrounds us with over 800 ladies who come from the gun industry from different angles. And now in the past few years, We've had men and women coming from all different angles of life, over 20 million new gun owners, right? Um, They haven't had the experience I've had of growing up with firearms or any kind of self-defense or situational awareness being part of their everyday life. So they've always looked at us, the gun owners, right, Uh, as you people. And I just wanted to have a platform to help them understand not only are we not looking at them as new people or those people, but we are your people, right? Um, I think the 2A environment is the most accepting and broadest-minded there is um, because we are made up of such a diverse culture. But the problem is we're usually the silent majority, so they don't know who we look like, Um you know, the, the media does a really good job with picking the worst aspects that show us in the worst light. Um, and so for me, the armed lifestyle is basically the tagline is this is our story and this is our time. It's not your grandpa's magazine. This is going to be about situational awareness. Um, this is going to be about just going into things with a proper mindset. How do you orient into your environment? And most importantly, um, and this gets really close to home is fitness, not only uh, physically fit and that being not much 
so much weight loss or workouts, right? But physically fit being the best you possible. And that comes into the training aspect of it, getting the skill sets involved, right? But also the mental fitness of it. And so we're reaching out to a lot of mental health experts in the field that also happen to share our 2A environment and get some takes on things like that. The first issue is going to discuss um, what happens if you have family members who are gun owners and they're going through early stages or even transitioning into later stages of dementia, mm-hmm. right? Now you've got the safety factor in there. We always talk about, you know, uh, being responsible gun owners and not letting somebody get access to your guns. And we always immediately think the kids, well, if dad's going through dementia and he starts flashing back from the Gulf war or from Vietnam, right. And he's got access to these. We may have some issues, right. Yep. Well, so, we've got Alzheimer's too. We've got a lot of, you know, mental, mental, uh, absolutely. uh capacity things that we've got to be aware of. So Jamie Headley, who's uh, works in the corporate world, she's part of um, Steel and Stilettos up in Michigan with Amy Lucas, who's mm-hmm. a senior training counselor. Um, so both of them jumped on board early on when I threw this idea out. And uh, Jamie is works into the mental health uh, field. And so she got a great perspective on it. And she reached out to people like um, Rob Pincus with the uh, Walk the Talk organizations mm-hmm. that he's helping with um sarah albrick with hold my guns yep and mm-hmm. mentioning them and getting their their perspective as well as things just in for that article this just to start with on what are some options available right sarah rob all of them have all been just so receptive of this everybody in the industry we've talked to in the past two years about hey what do you think about a concept of a magazine like this uh, has been just super supportive. Matter of fact, in the end of every issue, in the very back, uh, thoughts going forward before the next issue is Rob Pincus offering things like the difference between training and practice. You know, something to get your mind right that hopefully we've inspired you in some way to go do something, either situationally or physically or on the range or whatnot. Um, and they give them something to think about as they do it before they come back to the next issue in two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had some really good support and a lot of people reaching out wanting to help. Well, that's, that's really good because that takes a little bit different format than a lot of other gun magazines and such. Um, because we know, you know, I've talked, I've had Mike Sedoni from walk to talk America on several times, <laughs> um, talk about it. And, you know, mental health is one of those things, as you touched on, that doesn't get a, I mean, we talk about it when there's something bad, but there doesn't, there isn't a whole lot of proactive, you know, what you did do in these kind of situations before it becomes serious. And that's where it's, uh, you know, good to have that and also go along and have that, you know, what to think about before the next, ep- uh, next uh, issue comes out. Think about that. You know, there's a lot of, lot of content that goes into a magazine but you also have to start helping people organize thoughts. You know, what's the priority when it comes to um, your everyday carry gear? You know, should you have the highest round count or should you go along and have, you know, a medical kit with you and, you know, an extra magazine? You know, just those little things to go along do because 
I've heard, I've heard it all over the place when it comes to, you know, carry the biggest gun you can, you know, as much ammo you can, but same time, more likely to have to need a first aid kit or go along and, you know, you know, what would you do if, you know, if you were in a non-permissive environment, you know, do you have something, can you leave the gun in the car and still have, you know, pepper spray with you or something along those lines that's, you know, that you're allowed to take into a non-permissive environment. Those are all thoughts that we've got to help our students kind of, you know, uh, kind of way, because where do most of our students get those thoughts from movies from the TV. And And your podcast has touched on some of those really good topics of it. And, and so we're able to try to use our platform to do more about that as well. Um, the first aid that's, that's covered. The, the first mm-hmm. issue is going to just be a buffet of a wide range of things across the spectrum from situational awareness, first aid, uh, the gear itself, right down to the other things, the people and the, the uh, tasks we do in our 2A and lifestyle, even including hunting, but not just the hunting or just the gun, but we're going to call it field the table from the hunt to the tools used to the favorite recipe at the end. Um, but page one starts off right off the bat, just addressing the elephant in the room with the title, Armed Lifestyle. Armed being our focus is between the ears. Everything else is a tool. Mm-hmm. So the concept of armed is simply just preparing your mind and education, Right. The only way we're going to get through any of this is with education to help everybody understand exactly who we are and what arm means and what the lifestyle means. And so addressing the lifestyle versus the activities, I think, is the most important aspect of it. We don't win hearts and minds talking about companies and equipment. We, we win them by talking about the people, the other human beings that they share their life with. If we can attach to that, then maybe we'll understand each other a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Well, and as we were talking about before, you know, and anybody who's been around the fire ministry for any amount of time, think uh, the equipment changes, it constantly changes. Yes. But Absolutely. at the same time, if we can connect that to, you know, our families with, you know, the, the people that we're living with and things like that, those uh, don't change very often. And, you know, that's where you want to make sure, you know, like you said, between the ears, we're thinking about, you know, how do those other people that are irreplaceable, things like that, Matt, you know, how do we, how do we take care of them while, you know, also living, you know, armed lifestyle. So that's very, very neat topic. Neat. Uh, I think it's going to be a very neat approach. And when, when do you expect the first uh, issue to be out? Uh, we're looking around toward the end of the second week in March. Okay. So hopefully by the time this goes live, we'll already have it there. And the website armlifestyle.com will be up and running by then. Perfect. And we'll include that with our show notes in case anybody wants to uh, wants to go along and check that out, which I'm sure everybody's going to want to be able to do that. Yeah, we've got some, some really great people. Um, I'm excited to introduce some first-time writers. But on the flip side of that, we have some, some really good people we've teamed up with, with like uh, – one of your fellow senior uh, training counselors, Matt Mallory, with mm-hmm. Ed, right? Um, we're going to pick his brain about a, a wide range of things from the pepper spray and the pepper spray instructor portion of it, the force on force. What I really want to do is not only get the brand new shooter or the brand new gun owner, per se, but maybe even the people who are maybe not gun owners yet or just under or coming to us just to see 
what are their options? Because we're going to be talking about heightened situation. You, may, you don't need a gun for that, right? Um, talking about why do you carry a knife, right? There's a whole lot of situations where you may need to fight with another tool using a knife or whatnot. Uh, the first aid aspect, you don't need to be a gun owner to understand first aid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I want to look at being a resource for, for other instructors. Uh, you know, as well as I do, probably even better, when you teach certain classes that say like basic firearms, NRA basic firearms, you know that in the second hour on the third section, you're getting the exact same question every time from every class. Right. And that takes you 20 minutes off into the weeds. Right. So it may be a great question, but it may not be exactly for that class. Right. But it you did inspire them to think about that. So what we're going to do is we're going to all kind of throw in our those questions that we know are coming. Right. And write articles about them. And that way you can bookmark as an instructor where those questions are and where the answers are that may be a three or four page article that saved you 20 minutes. And when they ask, you look at your watch and go, here it comes. Great question. Tell you what, go to armlifestyle.com, check out issue number three between page and page. It's a great article on it. Read it. If you have any questions or you want to discuss it, email me, give me a call, and we'll talk about it then. Moving right along, section four. Right. So it mm-hmm. saves the instructors as well. Our whole staff are instructors. We get it. We understand it. Right. This is what we bitch about all the time when we're at SHOT Show um, is the, those type of questions and those type of perspectives. So maybe we can alleviate it for the instructor without ignoring it from the student and giving them a great resource to maybe discover more things along the way with as well. Yeah, I could say being uh very helpful because, uh, just like the firearm trainer podcast becomes a library of good topics. Um, if you've got, you know, those magazine articles and you can go back and search for them, then that gives you the ability to go along and you refer people back to it. You know, you were, you wanted to know, you know, how to become more, you know, mentally aware. Well, go back and read this issue on, on this topic, or you want to go along and, you know, see the difference between, you know, training and practice. Well, here, go through and, you know, read these articles and you kind of get a better gist about what's happening and, and being better based because as Every firearm instructor knows there's a large portion of our audience that are just brand new shooters or shooters that have never jumped into it seriously. And they've most of what they think they know has, has come from Hollywood. And because of that, we really have got yes. to be able to go along, ground them by going along and saying, yeah, I know you're not pulling the trigger, but we still don't rest our finger on the trigger. You know, it's up on the frame. You know, when we go along, you know, we treat every gun as if it's loaded, no matter what because we know what can happen, um, you know, i.e. what happened with Alec Baldwin and such. And those, those are all things that we've got to kind of overcome and hopefully won't have, uh, you know, have examples that we can call out like we can with, uh, you know, some of the movie set disasters that have happened, but at the same time, you know, give people real good reasons and real good resources to know, okay, this is why we want to make sure, you know, there's no live ammo in our classrooms. This is why we want to make sure, you know, the guns are properly stored and properly, uh, you know, handled even, even when we're not on the range, because all those kind of muscle memory attitudes, uh, you know, they can carry over the range very, very, very quickly. And those are the things that we've got to change as responsible instructors 
in our students so that they can be, you know, responsible and safe because the worst thing in the world, I think any instructor would uh, ever want to hear is somebody call up and find out that one of their students shot themselves or shot somebody else. And that would just be really, you know, really, 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 you know, sad day. And the only way we can prevent that was making sure that our students really, really, really understand how to use that firearm safely and responsibly. And sometimes they just don't know what they don't know yet. And it's, mm-hmm. us, it's up to us to just educate them so that they can make a better decision. Um, one of the re- main stipulations in, in starting this was I want to make sure that the magazine was ad driven so that I could keep this mag- this publication free for everybody to read and for it to be online. I've written for print magazine I have been on board with magazines when they transitioned to online and have seen readership skyrocket as soon as it made that transition from bookstore to online. So by being free and being online and shareable, you could be able to go in and tell your students, great question, here you go. The other side of this being some of the um, the articles, we're going to talk about things, say, like uh, – the USCCA's um, uh, defensive shooting fundamentals course, right? Mm-hmm. The little blurb on there, it tells you briefly what it is, but I get a lot of people ask me in-depth questions about what it's involved. So if we wrote an article on something like that, we picked the brain of Rob since he's on staff about what went into it. Once they understand what the purpose is, what went into creating it, uh, without teaching the course in the article, it will probably help them understand maybe if this is for them or not, more so than reading a two, uh, two or three sentence blurb when you go to register. They see the price, they see a two sentence blurb, I uh, don't know, is this worth a value? We see that on our instructor forums all the time. So mm-hmm. maybe here's a four page article with photos of how much fun it is and what instructors have gotten out of it, right? Um, I, I think things like that wouldn't take away from the class. I think it only would drive more people to understanding what value those classes are. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, you hit right on good topic there. Uh, USCCA's defensive shooting fundamentals. It's a good class, but it's also um, misunderstood. You know, people yeah. kind of wonder, you know, what, you know, what's different about that compared to the guy's advanced handgun down the street, um, you know, yes. or other, uh, other people's uh, classes and everything. And that's where it is different. And in order to do that, you've got to make sure you got to write a good uh, description of it, of which we all know two or three lines or, you know, a screen full on your phone isn't, isn't a whole lot to go along and describe a course like that. But if you can go along and refer them to an article, refer them to an, a secondary source where they can go along, look at it, uh, see it, maybe even a video about it, um, that, could, that could really you know be, be helpful. And not only go along and explaining it to them, but also in recruiting uh, those students, because let's put it this way, instructors love to teach. But if, we, if we're not marketing the right groups, or if we're not recruiting them to the class, you know, very shortly, we'll say, okay, why am I doing this? Nobody's going to my classes. I got to go find something else. And I don't think any of us want to go along and close up shop just because we don't, we don't have students. We'd rather have too many students and no students at all. Right. And a lot of people think, you know, upper level training involves having to trek across the country and spend $1,500 a day on training when we're going to spotlight people who are doing just as high level of training right in their own backyards from across mm-hmm. the country. And uh, there's some amazing people nobody's ever heard of, right? 
And it's simply because the people they have heard of have really good publicists. You know, they've mm-hmm. spent that money on it. Not so much they've earned that reputation, but, you know, some of them are excellent people and deserve that reputation. Others, I've met somebody that nobody ever knew, but some of the most amazing, influential people I've ever trained with. So we want, I want to get them the same opportunities while still being a good partner to USCCA, still um, being a good member to the NRA. I believe all of them have their benefits, and I think they're all doing great things in their own unique ways. Um, but also partner with the ranges. I, you know, there's some fantastic ranges out there. You know, mm-hmm. if you've ever been to shot, you know, you know the the Boulder Rifle uh, Range out in Boulder City where they do the industry day at the range. Amazing facility. Those mile mile long shooting line. Yep. It's, yeah. It's, it's some great of my favorite there. people. You know, but uh, and so we all have our, our 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 favorite local ranges and stuff. And if you can spotlight one and say why it's so special and why you enjoyed this particular range, maybe people will understand a little bit better about these mom and pops things. You don't have to go to mega ranges. Uh, but on the flip side, you can explain what the benefits of some of these more up-to-date ranges are. So we really just want to give everybody their own opportunity to shine that are well-deserved and and weed out. I'm not going to snitch out the ones I don't think are safe, but I will talk about the ones I think are a lot better. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? yeah. well, and to your point, we've all been in indoor ranges to where, you know, we no fast draw, you know, or no drawing from a holster, right. you know, you've got to go, do it, you know, no more than one shot every two seconds. You know, we've heard about these and, you know, there are other places that have, you know, more, ability to allow you to go along and do run and shoots, um, for it. And they might be in your backyard or they might be up the street, you know, an hour or something, but those are the ones where if you're trying to go along and learn a new training or apply your, uh, you know, practice, you know, what you, what you've trained at a different course, but you want to do it a little more closer to home, you know, yeah, those, those are the ranges you want to know about. Cause it, I completely understand, you know, if you live in a really big city, you might be looking at an hour or two before you can get into a range that would allow you to do something like that. And if you don't know where they are, um, you might be driving right past them as you're going to another range. And that's where highlighting, I think that would be a really, really good thing to do. Well, you make a good point. I think, honestly think that some ranges are just designed to meet certain aspects of what you want to do with training. Yeah. You want Pistol to versus rifle. Break, Perfect thing, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, while if there are other ranges that you want to do more dynamic things too, you probably need to upgrade ranges, right? Um, also, you know, it never hurts to have a range that has in-person RSOs right there with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we'll discuss, not necessarily pick those out, but we'll use them and feature them when we're talking about things we'd like to see or things you would like to see and choosing what range you would like to go to and why you would choose that to train with. Mm Mm-hmm. Understand your dynamic and what you're looking for your training goals, what fits best. Yep. That is a very, very good topic because training, uh, taking classes again is different than going along and practicing what you've been taught in training for it. Because, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to have an armed lifestyle, you're going to be, you're going to be practicing for the rest of your life and training hopefully a couple of times a year. But it's yeah, still one of those first name basis with your range owner, right? Should, should be, yes. Should <laughs> definitely be. Yep. And so one of the other things I wanted to talk about um, just briefly that I think is really important uh, is I want to 
give a form in every issue to the people who have survived some kind of critical incident. Uh, I have met so many people who have overcome tremendous odds and decided that not only were they going to take it on themselves to make sure this never happens again, but they have come through our training group uh, to become certified instructors, to get up to that level and then become certified instructors and have gone on to be some amazing instructors using their own experiences of what they've they've survived. So I want to give a, a platform for survivors out there. Um, you know, I've, I've spoke to some people like uh, Kaz McGuire, uh, who came from like an extreme domestic violence. And now she's, you know, uh, a lead instructor for her own dojos. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, those type of people are so expi- inspiring to um, the new shooter, to, to other people. You and I have been in this forever. We still sit there in amazement for what they survive and what they've used as their motivation. And they don't get the recognition. Had they died, they would have been all over the papers and all over the country. But they decided to survive and educate others. And so nobody wants to hear that. And one of the things psychologically, um, you realize that for you to go along, survive certain things, you've got to, you've got to be taught, you know, that it is survivable, you know, yes. about it, you know, it, you know, parachuting out of an airplane. Nobody, you know, if somebody didn't explain to you, the parachute will save you, you know, from hitting the ground really hard, you would right. never do it, even though it, it will. And that's one of those things to where if, you know, if you go on and have the worst day of your life and so, and you are forced to defend yourself, um, you know, realize what is, what's going to happen to you, you know, mentally, um, having to go through and process all that, but also go along and know what you've got to do in order to survive, you know, that, that, you know, violent, violent attack, you know, whether it's domestic violence or whether it's, you know, a robbery, a mugging, uh, you know, kidnapping, all those kind of things, uh, you've, if you've got a plan or you've, you've thought about it ahead of time, you've got probably, you know, have no idea what the statistics are probably a lot more times a better chance of surviving it and then going along as somebody who completely gets caught off guard. And it's like, I've never thought I would be in a situation like this. And they're just trying to absorb it versus trying to go along, formulate a plan to get out, get out of there. Absolutely. So again, like I said, you know, I mentioned earlier, the tagline is truly it's our story in our time. And I wanted to share these types of things and not necessarily just the domestic violence survivors or anything like that, but even the home attacks, the robbery survivors, these type of people that have, have gone through these situations. If they'll share their story, maybe it will help others that maybe are, have survived it, put things in perspective or educate others into their situational awareness so they don't even fall into that category. So yep. you know, everybody can learn from everybody's stories. And I give each person in, in every one of my classes a fair opportunity to uh, cross-educate each other, not necessarily just hear what I have to learn and me learn from them, but just to allow them to laterally educate each other as well. And I want to do that with the Arm Lifestyle Magazine. Here's a chance that you can learn from very your, your very own family, your, your very own community people. Um, not just writers, but just people who are, have survived things or have gone through these things. Very good. Well, definitely appreciate that insight on things, uh, Trampas. Got a question we've been asking all our guests this year. 
Um, can you name an influential mentor that has helped you get to where you are today? Well, first, I would definitely have to say Bill Price Thomas because he plucked me out of obscurity and just liked the tone and the content of my voice from the blogs I was writing and said, you've got something special to share. And I think you would be the perfect person for this magazine. And it just rolled from there. Uh, it was not, but a few years later, I met Roger Eckstein, who is, writes like the Shooter's Bibles, uh, like the Home Protection Shooter's Bible, Intro to Knives. He's the author of Watch Your Back. Um, he's been there, done that. I call him the Silver Fox, right? He's been there, done that uh, forever and knows about everybody in the industry. And he is one of those that will simply drop a book in the mail with a note that says, hey, read this. I think it'll benefit you. Or I'll get the occasional email. Hey, here I like what you just wrote. Here's some ideas for some things similar to that that can really enhance what you're doing. And just having somebody there to say, I like this, but I think this is more you. Take it and run with it instead of you know the, the critiques and saying, well, you should do it my way. They're, they're helping, both of them did a great job of helping me kind of find my own voice. And the real drive I have with our media group is turning around and introducing people like Amy and Jamie and, uh, and those folks to be able to find their voice and be able to pay it forward because those two guys certainly did it for me. And with any luck, um, we'll, we'll be getting to that next level very soon as soon as this magazine comes. Well, that's great. And that's a great lead into our next question. Where can people find out about more of the classes that you're teaching, um, what you're doing in the media group, and where the Armed Lifestyle magazine will be coming out at? So the magazine uh, will be on the armedlifestylemagazine.com. Uh, uh, we have the swansonmediagroup.net and the swansontraininggroup.net. And that'll list all the classes we offer, all of our instructors, and what our upcoming schedule looks like both here in Jacksonville and our Swanson train group, Las Vegas. Very cool. Well, next time I'm in Jacksonville, I might just uh, have to drop on by and check you out. Yeah, we have an open invitation. I greatly appreciate you inviting me on to be able to share our story. We appreciate your time, Trappist, and good luck with the uh, media group and good luck with your first uh, issue of your magazine. Thank you, sir. That's a wrap for this episode. And let's announce this week's podcast prize winner. This week's winner is Rob, not me another Rob, and they want a draw like a pro course. Rob, keep your eyes open for an email from concealedcarry.com with instructions on how to claim your prize. Next week's prize giveaway is a $50 gift card from SSB Eyewear. Remember, entries do not carry over from week to week, so visit podcast.concealedcarry.com to enter in this week's prize giveaway. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a certified instructor was the first step in your training. And the next step to being a responsible instructor is getting insurance coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. Subscribe to our podcast and all the concealedcarry.com podcasts. Share this episode with your friends on social media. You can also search all our podcasts on our website, firearmtrainerpodcast.com. Do you have a suggestion for a new topic? Comments on this episode? or someone you would like us to have on as a guest, email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, 
every fire instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.